Friends, it's that time again. We need to talk about the Oscars. Me and my friends are here to dig into a very exciting batch of categories today that uh, is a little new for me, or uh, we'll get into it. But before all that fun stuff, let me first introduce my friends here. First, we have uh, the talented filmmaker, Jackie McGriff. I am so excited to talk tech with you all. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm very happy to have you helping guide me through some of this. And of course, my man, my partner on Punches and Popcorn, the genius, Jason Bills. I'm excited for Jackie to talk through the tech stuff on this. <laughs> and I'm ready to go. Oh my God. No, <laughs> well, pressure. no pressure, no pressure. We, tonight we are going on a, a, an adventure, a technical adventure, as we dig into... Mm the technical awards. Uh, tonight, we're going to go through four categories uh, with some really interesting nominees. Those categories are Best Sound, Best Visual Effects, Best Editing, and Best Cinematography. So uh, we were talking about this a little bit offline before this. And I know for me, uh, and I've talked about this before, usually when I watch movies, I'm very into, I'm into the story. So I've always been big into the writing awards and into the acting. So that's honestly is what I usually pay attention to. I'll admit when it comes to the more technical stuff, like sound, uh, again, everything that we're covering tonight, I'll be honest, there's a lot of them like, I don't really understand what, like what part of the movie this is. What, how can you tell this is good in a movie? Even though I'm sure th things from these categories probably have a massive impact on me enjoying the movie. So I, I begged, Jackie here, who is the actual filmmaker and actually knows this stuff to help explain some of this. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to learning and uh, the movies that we have on our slate for each of these categories are really interesting. So there'll be a lot of good stuff to talk about, but I'm also really excited to, to learn a little bit more from both of you and hear kind of what do you appreciate from these categories. So, um, Jackie, since I'm leaning on your brilliance here, how do you want to, do you want to go category by category or do you want to do, I beg Jackie just as an aside to give me some info on what these categories are. So, um, yeah, so we can start category by category. Um, so we'll start with just talking about cinematography. Um, okay. So uh, about cinematography. So those of you who are not familiar, um, like Mike has already expressed many times, um, <laughs> we're only two minutes in. Um, so, so and it's, okay. So cinematography is essentially how your movie looks. So that is your director of photography or your DP, as we call them. Um, they are responsible for making all the decisions about how a movie looks. And of course, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, of our podcast, every single person who is involved with film is a filmmaker okay so cinematographers they work um usually uh with the director from day one if they're if the director is a really good director normally they're pulling in the dp like as early as possible because of course the, the director has a vision um for how they see um the film and everything and how they want it to play out but then of course there's the DP who is actually in charge of, of how a film looks. And so that is, of course, you're talking about color temperature. So sometimes you'll see 
um, like very warm colors. So that's your reds, your oranges, and all of that stuff. If because they're going for a certain feel, right? So your color temperature really has to do with um, like the the mood or the tone that you're trying to set. Sometimes you'll also see um, films that are wa washed out. So you normally see that with like dystopian sorts of films or you know, as we saw in like a movie like Woman Talking. Um, oh boy, you know, I it's, can't it's, wait to. Yes, so it's <laughs> it's very much for that aesthetic, it's, it's to tell a story. Um, they also are in charge of how the camera moves. Um, so like with what we saw with, with Bardo, um, there were some very interesting uh, decisions <laughs> that were made in that film. Um, and, of, and of course, it's going to affect how you feel towards a character, how you feel towards a movie, yeah. how they are um, talking about underlying themes in the film, right? How, you know, what camera angles you're choosing, um, from whose uh, point of view, um, you know, you're, you're getting. All of these things go into cinematography. So how someone, mm -hmm. again, makes a decision on everything from the camera angles to the color temperature to the color grading um that is something that is a little bit more technical than what i want to get into um because i'm still understanding <laughs> myself just as a director because i am strictly a director not a cinematographer um but, but all of those things are are really really essential to telling the story and telling the story well so when you have someone like you know, we call many of us know as the goat, Roger, Roger Deakins, um, you know, <laughs> he's got a nom tonight. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> to, to get, he's the John Williams, I think. But when you have such skilled people um, who, again, are working with the director, working with the editor as well, um, to really nail the story, to really nail the characters, the themes and everything like that, you really have to know how each scene is going to look, how you want it to play out and all that. So um, that's that's essentially what cinematography does. Um, so with that being said, I can go through, um, I will go through the ones from last year. So of mm -hmm. course, um, let's see. So, well, this year, let's start with this year first. So with cinematography, we have uh, our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front by James Friend is the DP there. Um, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths by Darius Kanji. Please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm saying that incorrectly. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, let's see, also on our nominees list for this year for, for Best Cinematography um, is uh, Mandy Walker for Elvis. We also have, of course, Roger Deakins, as we have just uh, mentioned, um, for Empire of Light. And then Florian Hoffmeister for the movie Tar. Um, now, last year, um, we had okay with with all the categories that we're going to talk about. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you right now. It was all Dune. <laughs> Dune was. won everything. Um, so <laughs> yes, Dune was up against. So for last year, um, Dune was up against Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I just think is blasphemous, um, <laughs> and West Side Story. So. If you couldn't have already guessed, the tragedy of Macbeth was my pick um, last year for best cinematography. So again, when we're talking about cinematography, you're not just looking at, you know, how something, like how, I guess, 
you know, a movie makes you feel just based on like, you know, what it literally looks like, but you're also looking at how they use camera angles. Um, again, mm -hmm. points right. of view, different, um, just all those different things you're looking at and how it uses it, it fuses that all together, right, to tell the story. And so in the tragedy of Macbeth, the lighting is doing very interesting things. Oh, um, yeah. It's very dark. It's, you know, it's, it's Shakespeare, right? This is Shakespeare tragedy. So like, right. it's a very, you know, you start at the top, right? And then mm -hmm. we talk about like, this character's downfall, right? So like, mm -hmm. and it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty intense, like from start to finish, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the way in which not only cinematography, but also production design are working together to bring you, to bring you again, that very eerie, uh, mysterious, like, but also haunting um, yes. look yes. is just, was just incredible. Um, and now yes. this is not to take away from like what Dune was able to achieve. Um, but I think for me, at least, this is just my opinion as always, um, but visual effects, which we'll get into later um, into the episode, um, actually I thought was more matched for like what Dune was able to do because like right. looking at, looking at cinematography and looking at um visual effects um of course like there's a lot of overlap there you know because of course the cinematography has to do with how something looks but then you also have effects which also right. affects huh, um how something looks so <laughs> so so a lot of that so a lot of that overlap so i can see why they would be like okay we're gonna go with dune but i was also like right. yeah, a boring answer well like visual it come is. on guys <laughs> Right, right, so right. Mm -hmm. I I agree. Yes. Um. So that was my explanation <laughs> for <laughs> cinematography. Um. I don't know. Did you also want me to give my opinion for? Well, I mean, for we're all about opinions here. But um. Yeah. We can. Yeah. Let's dive into it. This year's okay. Yeah. Why not? So, let's do it. All right. So I was watching. So today, um. So I was watching Bardo and Empire of Light. Um, and of course, again, we say Roger Deakins is the GOAT. Um, so I'm watching and it's very, the thing is, so Roger Deakins would actually not be my pick this year, um, mm -hmm. which is very off off character for me. Um, <laughs> I'm like Roger every time. Um, but what did happen, so again, like our nominees are all quite on the Western front, Bardo, Elvis, um, Empire of Light and Tar. Bardo, even though I didn't necessarily enjoy the film, right? It just seems like, and I guess it's in the title, it's just like a bunch of, I feel like it's just a bunch of scenes thrown together. Um, and it's like, well, let's look yes. at this movie and call it like, because we've had this director. Um, I get the underlying theme, but when you're looking at it, so the interesting thing that Bardo does, well, the many interesting things actually that Bardo does, um, mm -hmm. is it's a full circle thing. So your first scene, right, matches your last scene, right? So it's right. bringing everything back together, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's also um, like going back to, I feel like just like going back to roots, going back to like your golden age of cinema. Like that's what it kind of reminded me of. Um, it's also at some point, so again, when you're not just looking at the the 
just like strictly how it looks, but also how you're moving the camera. Um, yeah. It's a beautifully shot film. It's a beautifully oh, yeah. shot film. Um, like the colors are very in your face, very vibrant. Everything is so like alive. And I think of course that's the, that's the point. Um, but there are certain times, there's certain times in the scene where you're not sure what the POV is. So there is a right. scene where he is like, he's at a studio, he's going down some steps. Um, there's this woman, you know, this dancer who's looking at the camera. Now, normally when you have someone looking at the camera that you automatically, um, you automatically associate that with, oh, they're looking at the character, right? They're looking mm -hmm. at the That's not what happens. So that you're assuming that he, they're looking at the character, but then you see the camera pan, right, towards the character. So I'm like, okay, so then what is, who is this person looking at? So then it's like at that moment, I'm realizing, oh, wait, hold on. So we're part of the story. We're literally like in the scene with him. And then of right. course, too, like the way in which the camera moves and everything, there's almost like this kind of like fish, fish eye, fish bowl, kind of like, yes. it, it's like that very, it's right there, like he's right here. So yep. it's like, okay, so this is, this is his POV, but it switches. So it switches from our POV to his POV back to our POV back to, which of course you would think, well, Jackie, isn't that every film? And I'm like, Yes, but like the way that it's done is very, is very different. It's very different from like, it's a break from the traditional, which of course is what like in a Ritu's like films do all the right. time. I mean, I remember right. like they obsess, people have been obsessing over his one shots, which he doesn't do here. There's clearly cuts, right? Happening. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But like, I mean, what like it was the revenant and before that was birdman like right the way that he uses um again still doing those like kind of one shots following along with people you know people have been raving about that since forever and so right. i think right. he figured it was time to like he still does that but there's some switch is switching there there's switching up of that i don't know how else to say that that was like probably terrible grammar um but <laughs> um I'm just so excited to talk about <laughs> um, but yes, so ah, there, like I said, and I'm just sitting here and I'm going, oh my god, like don't get me wrong, um, the again, like the the the, the there there really isn't a plot per se. I get the underlying theme, right? He feels as though, and I think this is also speaking to the director and how he felt about being in Hollywood, but basically being like feeling like a sellout. Um, right. I think that's the underlying theme throughout the, the film. And so you're constantly like in his, either in his space or you are there, like you are him, um, but still like looking, it's, yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. You would have to see the film. I would say if right. you were not at all interested in watching Bardo, I say just watch at least 30 to 45 minutes. Okay, right. 30 to 45 right. minutes because you instantly get pulled into this world and you're not sure exactly you know that it's about him but the camera is not doing what you think it ought to right i just right. thought it was it just it that pulled me out of the movie and go oh my god mm -hmm. this is this we're not getting like the typical 
camera movements, angles, none of that. He was like, you know oh, what? Interesting. I'm done. I'm just breaking all the rules. Here we go. And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see you, Bardo. Um, I don't like anything. Like, <laughs> like, I love the cinematography. Um, yeah. So that would have to be that would have to be my pick. Now, given my wait, you're saying that's your pick? That's wow. My pick wow. For cinematography, actually. Yeah. I yeah, and man. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, you know, I could I could talk snuff, but but I will leave it to y'all based on based on your definitions or the definition of cinematography and looking at all of those elements i would love to hear what y'all think would be the pick because like i i mean empire of light had some incredible shots as well i would not sure. be mad if they also gave it to um uh tar all quite on the western front feels to me like it's it's nothing <sighs> I, and I hate to say it's nothing special, but like it's. I agree. Yeah, it's it's workmanlike war. Work. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, I'm like it's very much war. Mm -hmm. It's your typical war, you know, film. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's tough. Like I don't have a, a strong opinion about them. I I might side with you, Jackie. Like Bardo, I think just visually is the most interesting out of them. Yeah. Um. And you're right. It's oh man, it was tough to watch at times. I feel like many oh, movies yeah. this Oscar sure. season needed to be about 30 minutes shorter. Oh Because um, I think one of the problems with it is it was that close it felt, to three hours. Yes, it, it was. Because I was like, we yeah. still have another hour and a half. I can't. Right. Like, <laughs> and yeah. there's you know, I know one of the bigger complaints against the movie, and I kind of feel this watching it is that at some point. It feels self-indulgent. It is definitely self-indulgent. Yeah. It's it it's is. the director's, you know, he's also the writer's. It's, it's definitely right. this, you know, every director has their midlife crisis movie. This absolutely right. feels like that's what's it happening And here. I mean, I love Inyari too. Like he's made some of the, just the, some of my favorite movies. Like I love the Amores Peros and 21 Grams. I was kind of mixed on Babel. Mm -hmm. um, but like Revenant is when you talk about like a visual movie all the scenes of like the i mean everything in a bit but especially like the landscapes and yeah. the, like and there's scenes like i remember there's scenes where he's like looking at his like the memories of his wife where there's like the fire and like the mm -hmm. flames and spark but it just like anytime it's on tv i have to watch it because exactly. it's just it's a visual feast for your eyes like yeah, yeah and, you know yeah no, I was going to say, what's interesting, too, is that, you know, this is his first time working with Darius, Darius Kanji because Revenant and Birdman were both Emmanuel uh, Lubetsky, who I think he maybe not won both, but he definitely won for Revenant, as he should, because he is like right. just an absolute visionary cinematographer. To me, yeah. he's he's my Roger Deakins. Like that guy can do no wrong. <laughs> you know, when Terrence was, Malick makes a movie every 10 doing? years, like he's like, I, I need Emmanuel Lubetsky. Wow. So, um, what was he yeah. doing this year? Oh, you know what he did? He did. um um amsterdam which is just random um so oh. i just feel like he, maybe he should have hung out with bardo but what's cool about because uh, i don't want to not focus on on the actual cinematography uh of bardo is like darius uh has been around since he was doing like if you were making like a 90s thriller he was doing like he did seven um i that's just the main one that sticks out to me because it is just so visually oh, like really? uh, you know you know he's working with fincher like he, oh, he works a lot with a lot of auteurs so like i feel like and he's never i think he's been he, you know what he was nominated for this is kind of it's not funny but it's just an aside really is evita that was his last um cinematography nomination oh, yes. only other nominations so 
I mean, I would almost like to see him win this, you know, almost because as, as much as Jackie, you were pointing out how kind of Im- impressive it was from that craft angle. I, again, love a, a career narrative. And this guy has just been making great, you know, lensing great movies for decades. And so this right. would be a kind of a wonderful chance to to. And I, I should know more movies, but Seven jumped out at me when I was looking over mm-hmm. his IMDb. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, you know, he's he's just been working with with great auteurs, making beautiful movies for years. So I would like to see that as well. I don't. I oh, kind of yeah. think it might be the Elvis cinematographer Mandy Walker, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because I know what, there's always talk about you know getting female nominations out there, and I feel like she is the one oh. uh, female in this category. But I feel like I, I've heard no press on it, which is kind of interesting because. Yeah. You know, like there's always the snubs, but like she kind of, I mean, I guess it's El- Elvis's year to at least get nominations. So it sort of makes sense. And, you know, Elvis is visually sumptuous, I guess. Uh, so, right. you know, I, w- I wouldn't be mad if Elvis won. I, f- I kind of feel like because to me, I'm, I'm hoping Elvis doesn't win big categories or do anything crazy, but they might try to give that Elvis technical awards to sort of just be like, okay, we, here's your present, you know, let's, let's focus on other better movies. Right. So right, right, I don't, I don't right. know, but I, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, it feels very under the radar that we have a female nomination here and I don't think anyone's really talking about it. Yeah, that's true. That's because it's tough that I think uh, when we talked about Catherine Martin and her multiple nominations yes. in the, uh, also the creative awards, I think that uh, a, and I'm going to say it right now, right? Baz Luhrmann, not Baz. Yeah. Baz yeah. is not the Bosworth. Uh, Baz. That his name and his, just everything that goes with what you think of a Baz film, all these different, like Catherine Martin or Mandy Walker, like the touches they put on it. There's part mm-hmm. of me that wonders how much of it just, it gets overwhelmed by everyone looks at this. And, and when I say everyone, I mean me <laughs> will look at it. Be like, oh, it's all like all the like the visual flourish of this movie. Well, that's that's Baz's style, so this is Baz. But it's not like he didn't get nominated for costume design or cinematographer. Like he had other people that are doing these. Like yeah, and there's nothing know. like you know. It might just be a, a, a way to celebrate him is that he knows talent and he brings them along like Mandy did Australia with him. Who I, I think it's a it's a little underrated movie that Australia it is. It so is. Yeah. Say that, Jay. I've never seen it. I gotta watch yeah. it. Oh my yeah, god, it's kind of a treat, especially kind of where he goes eventually. To as far as I'm concerned, like ADD Spaz Town movie making, like that has a little. Uh, <laughs> there's a little more. I don't know, like narrative coherence and at sure, least some sure. type of story structure at, at that point. Because I'm right. a I'm a Baz well, person too, but I feel like he's lost a thread a little bit in the past few years in terms right. of what he does. Well, well, it's interesting to tie to our earlier conversation about uh, Macbeth and Shakespeare. And, you know, I was a big fan when I was, I was in high school when Romeo and Juliet came out and I remember being shocked going to see it like, Oh, this is modern. And then Mm -hmm. like the first time they open their mouths and you're like, Oh, they're actually using Shakespeare from this. And like a lot of that as a teenager. And again, I was an English major. I took Shakespeare courses. Like I love Shakespeare. But a lot of, kind of that visual plow like formed a lot of my image of what Shakespeare is you know it's something that I would have like professors that would say like yeah he really interpreted like 
how this would be for us, but for, like, people seeing it at the globe, like, you know, it would be known to have this really, like, interesting visuals and, you know, things would be flashy and eye-catching. And so that's where it was really interesting. And that's how we often see, um, see Shakespeare movies. Uh, though you get some toned-down ones. Like, what was the one, the Much Ado About Nothing? I think there was a remake a few years was, ago that was yeah. all black and white. But right. not to and the level of, like, Tragedy of Macbeth was, like, a, a revolutionary yes. way to film a Shakespeare story. So, so We're going to have to rename this podcast the Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> the yes. tragedy that it didn't get recognized. No, no, that's on, the, listen, cool that's on the Denzel cast. Yes, okay, that's thank right. you. We'll save that's that. Right. Keep that in our back pocket. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. So you talked about Deacons as the OG. This is an area where, like, for me, again, as I said, like I, I don't think I'd ever been aware of or thought about watching a movie. Oh, who's the DP of this movie? Like, there was a time where I literally thought DP was like, oh, they're the person who takes pictures that they use in the advertisements. Like, yeah. I, literally, I don't know. Like, I can tell you know the director, the actors, the screenwriter. Other than that, I don't know. So I was looking at like Deacons, because I again, if you look at the history of the category, like, oh man, I mean, he's gotten. 16 yeah. nominations he's yeah. won twice um and this is another area where I, there was another category that we and i can't remember who it was but something was, in the creative where i was looking and i'm like oh deacons has done like nearly every um he's done nearly every coen brothers movie sam mendez movie mm-hmm. uh dennis oh, yeah. uh, villeneuve movie yes. Denis villeneuve. Like, Den- <laughs> thank you thank you i know i should know I should know, but it's I love, like, right. It's, listen, like, it's these... all education here. It's all education. But, thank, but does yes. it feel like at this point he's just getting the nomination because he is Roger Deakins? Like, yes. Is there yeah. anything yeah. in Empire of Light? Like, it's absolutely fine. Like, he does great work. Right. But I feel like it's like, oh, he filmed a movie this year. He's going to get a nomination. Right. Like, it's yes. just. I don't, it's like, very much it, Jay. Yeah. So, sure. did, and this is going to get a little off topic, like where I don't thing. think this is yeah. cinematography. Yeah. But did you too? So I found that I was pulled into Empire of Light more than I thought I would be. Uh, just reading the topic, I was like, "This is not going to be interesting at all," and uh, and it was like I was very much pulled into it. The problem I felt like it was a bit of a mess. In it that, was... it felt like it was trying to be four different kinds of movies, mm-hmm. and like yeah. where it's like, okay, it's kind of her like her sad story. But then we make this like we need to talk about like social justice in England. And but then it like I feel like it muddles those in and then it's like this generational thing. And I, I felt like at the end, it doesn't really like put those together well. So like yeah, there's a I lot of like, interesting stuff going on and yeah. it just feels like it, it just does not mix together well. But to me, I felt like it had the wrong lead character because Michael Ward Stephen to me was like uh you know her her counterpart that she eventually meets and they have some sort of relationship like for me he he was the magnetism of the story he i wanted to be with him Remind, yeah, right. reminded me a lot of causeway with brian tyree henry where i was like why is that's a much yeah, more yeah, interesting yeah. movie so right. that's sort of what i took from it and, and maybe mike that's what you're feeling is like yes okay this is a movie but like i, I i'm distracted by what the movie could or should be yeah Right. Yeah, yeah my feeling on it. Yeah, I I was also afraid that he was being used like sort of like a, a legend of 
bagger bands or like bag bag right yes no yeah yep yeah i can't i can't say it i can't say words today um that was it that was all my explanation that's all you got um apparently because i can't score uh, complete sentences anyway um which is what you want on a podcast but um (laughs) that's what you come for (laughs) but yeah but i felt like he was like oh he's He's going to be used as a, I think it's called like a MacGuffin, where they're basically right. used as like something happens to them so that helps the main character. And I was yeah, he's going to fix the white lady. Right. Just like in right. Causeway. Right. And I was right. thought that that's where it was going because I was getting ready. I was like, oh, God, if y'all, y'all had better not do this. <laughs> right. But like, right. no, but then he, in turn, like, he's also helped because, of course, like, he's trying to, he was discouraged about getting, you know, into college or he hadn't gotten into he wanted to get into it and he wasn't sure whether or not it was worth going after anymore so that was his thing so we get to explore that but i i do see what you're saying too um almost as like they're using the social justice bit um to like move the story forward and i was like yeah it's don't know how I feel about this. Right. And I'm like, I like, still, like, when she eventually, uh, spoiler alert, when she eventually goes and sees a film, right, which mm-hmm. I don't know how, when you're working in a movie theater, you don't go see the film, because I saw all of them. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but also, given, given her condition and everything like that, when she does eventually go there, um, I'm like, okay, so... I, I was happy about that. Like I was, I was still crying. Okay, it still made me cry. Okay, but at the right. same, I was happy. Yeah, for sure. Her, but at the same time, I'm also just like, but the way in which she had to get there, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> like, right, right. So yeah, it yes. was it was a mess. I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Yeah, because um, people it was barely advertised, and people, yeah. and then I saw critics just like demolished this movie so i was like what oh, really? has got that. y'all in such a tizzy right right right, <laughs> right. Like watching and i'm like yeah the film was all right like what is your problem but yeah i don't know yeah it's, yeah it's tough in that uh it reminded me a little of uh, and not the <clears throat> movie but the character like olivia coleman um uh, she's a fantastic actress. Oh, I adore her. But it, like her character reminded me a lot of the character that she got nominated for last year in The Last Daughter, mm-hmm. and that she plays this kind of the you know upper middle aged woman whose life is a mess and like you know spiraling and like pulling in the people around her, and that's where like a lot of this movie felt. And I'm like, I just don't want to watch Olivia, Olivia Coleman go through this again. And well, then ever that's what they they yeah. do oh, so and, like, and then everything else that you say. and what's frustrating for me and maybe this it like it's the audience and that like there's a lot i don't know about like civil rights in england and right. that yeah. era like i know some of it um but like they talked about like that apartment fire and the the riots that like because when he mentioned that, he's like, don't tell me you weren't even aware of this like i actually paused it was looking it up and was like oh my god oh my god and uh oh jackie you're muted i don't know how that happened anyway because i saw the thing come down as you said it the warning's like hey your mic is okay anyway um 
there is a great book that I it's it's taking me years to get through it because there's so much. Um, but there's this book that's right called um Why I No Longer Talk to White People About Oh, race. I actually I own that book. Oh my god, read it. So yeah, because listen. That right. So that it's was talking about it's talking about what happened in the UK. Yeah, and that's some the events. People. I forget some of that, like, but because so, I'm reading that book and being like, oh, they deal with this crap too. Like, it's no, yeah, like it's that. like it's very, it's similar to the U.S., but it's it's still very, very right. different. Um, yeah, it's their so, own thing about it. Yeah. yeah, the interesting thing was that so there's another movie recently set in a similar era yeah. that. Oh man, it made me gave me mixed feelings about even though it's a good movie, but uh it's this movie This Is England that's about oh God, these like teens. It's in that same era, but I mean they're white teens and they're like they start as skinheads, but it's like you look at like the skinhead movement, like originally it was a punk movement, like it had nothing to do with neo-Nazis, but then that grew as a subculture. So like mm -hmm. within and and that movie is about that subculture within and all the sides of it the like ones that got it that were like into ska and all the and the, the connected because originally some of them like it connected with like rude boy culture and but then the you know the and all the the reactionism and and that's what you see like the the Nazi skinheads in this movie and it like but it because it's set in the same era it made me think of that movie and like. There's a lot of the characters in that movie that, uh, like the little boy in particular, that are lovable. But again, they showed the other ones with it, and it's like, and so it's almost like I really wanted to like that. All that stuff was really interesting to me, and then I almost felt like, oh, I don't know that I really like want to see all this stuff with Olivia Coleman. Like, just give me a movie about this. Like, I want to know yeah. this stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't. I was on like the more. Oh, oh no! I was just gonna say, quickly say, uh, I was on the more, or, or at least my what I assumed was gonna happen on the a more fuzzy, nostalgic. There's a mo old movie theater, right, and, right, and and Colin Firth, oh, adorable Colin Firth, oh, Dar yeah. James Darcy runs the, you know, you know, and and then and then Toby Jones is. Uh, oh yeah, Toby Jones like, was great. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready for that nostalgic and Roger Deakins films and Sam yeah. Mendes loves movies, so yeah. I'm I'm ready for this kind of warm fuzzy. <laughs> That's not what we get at all. No, not so, at all. Uh, yeah. No, fair, and it was Colin, definitely a lot more. Prickly. Colin Firth plays a jerk often. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the Colin Firth I, I was show like... up for. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the only other thing that made me really upset during this movie um is that she kind of just like people kind of just stood there as like. The skinheads are like knocking on the oh door, God, and he doesn't. And I'm sorry. Now listen, I'm gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to get as as blunt as possible. Um. Mm. Okay. So when stuff is going down, and I know we don't usually generalize here, but I can speak for my people. Um. We run. Okay. I don't know what black person would stand there. Okay, and just right. like watch as people are banging on the door. Uh -uh. I was right. the same thought. We would have been right. out. I was like, I'm right. out. We're going. I don't need them right. to see. Once they saw, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Once right. I would have realized right. what it was, you would have been like, oh, you gotta go. Right. right. Yeah. Right. No. So I'm just sitting there, and but then uh, they come through, and they're clearly about to attack him. No one does anything. She eventually oh, runs and tries. But I was just like, 
Right. She Don't wait it that long to. I'm sorry. I'm like. Right. Right. I'm right. 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 No, so I'm with you. I'm with you. It, oh yeah. One of the many like, reasons it was a. Mess. What are we? What are we doing? Somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That felt more kind of uh, about what the movie needed to do than the reality of the situation. Right. Yes. Like, because, you get out of there. Right. Because we yeah. could have like moved it along a lot sooner. I yeah. felt like the movie was trying to figure out, kind of like what you said, Mike. The movie was trying to figure out what it was, and then it right. eventually sort of becomes the the lead ish, which is what I wanted all along. So yeah, yeah, right. like we're worried about his college and, and him surviving that setting. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. just at but, the end when it ends. I remember walking away like, okay, I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what the hell this movie was trying to tell me. Yeah, or like, if not the that cinematography it has to tell was me, that. So amazing like a, <laughs> right. you know, no it was like, solid it was good I, work. I enjoyed the french dispatch but it's not trying to tell me anything and i know that because i was like <laughs> okay so that right. was no, about nothing but i enjoyed it <laughs> right 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 mm. yes. now yeah can we talk about some snubs because i do have oh, one God, big yes, snub let's do this here for me Ooh, okay wait, wait what's it, the big snub? i need i need to see you said big snub okay what is the big snub I now, I will prime this because, uh, Jackie, you kind of set me up for this with uh, a tweet that you put out before I went to see this movie that came Oh, God, what did I say? Immediately <laughs> when I saw it. Um, uh, you, I, you just said something like, something like, oh, my God, the cinematography in this movie. And that movie was Women Talking. Oh, of course. Um, Come on. This, Come on. So I did do, you know, when I was going into stuff, I did do a little, re like, what is how do how can i tell cinematography and so i was a little aware going into it and i this is the first time that i could remember the what i would associate is the cinematography of a movie bringing me to tears like there's just certain I mean... way there is i mean so the the color the wash of the movie is something on its own right but there's certain film like i remember one of the scenes was when she's uh, the one woman is walking with the baby to go mm -hmm. get medicine. And there was just something about, there was a couple scenes with the baby that like, uh, you know, the young girl that just, it, I mean, it made me feel, it made me instantly connect to memories of like my own kids. And like, there was something in how that was shot mm -hmm. and like showing them moving that I just had this like visceral reaction to like, as a parent, like you would do this, you would walk all this distance, like all day, because your child needs medicine, and like, and just the way that so, or like the overhead shot of all the like post abuse, like, oh, it would just God. be like, and it would just the way that they would flash at it, like bring your camera. It's just like the instant that some of those shots hit, like it freaking just the visual of it. It hit me in the gut so hard. It really and, You know, and I said before, and I, I won't like gush on this because we have our best picture coming no, up. Gush, so I'll gush. Be gushing. Well, I, I want to save some of it for that. Too. Okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, but I've said before, in my opinion, that mm -hmm. I don't it feel as authoritative. It is a flawless movie. And mm -hmm. it's it just everything. And it, right. It's one. It's I think the most visually striking movie um, because it's so like that spark, but it, mm -hmm. it just sets the mood for what the film is. And like, as an somebody in the audience, like mm -hmm. it, it immediately buys you into, this is what, I mean, 
it's wild to think this is a movie that like oh when it's called women women talking like that's the movie the movie is women talking <laughs> like 90 percent of this movie is women you know a, a <laughs> half a dozen or more women sitting in a barn talking and mm. but it's all this stuff right and it's like visually like pulls you into it and like it just chooses the right moments to intersperse these um uh, just these shots that are so they're so gut-wrenching and so oh man it was so so to me like watching that i'm like how didn't this get nominated for that it's so, so good yeah so i so you said you were gonna blow past the um the, the washout part but i was like no 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 let's let's dive right in because yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is one of the things, just like you were talking about like the overhead shots the fact that it was washed out so i i yes. think originally they were planning to do something different I think they were either going to, I don't know if they ever had decided it was going to be full color, but I know at some point that they wanted it to be in black and white and someone, I forget why it that what didn't, wasn't the case, but they instead decided to make it as, as close to like unsaturated before you got into, before you got to black and white to make, to give that washed out look. The fact that it is, a, a washed out to me just spoke volumes because that's the first thing that I pay attention to is I'm like okay what is the what is the coloring like what is what is the coloring and why would you choose that you know right. so mm -hmm. washed out we normally associate right with dystopian okay right 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 the fact that they made that choice given that in this situation again spoilers um in this situation <laughs> you it is women basically don't have rights right okay, women like they the, the only right that they got was to be able to sit in a barn and just talk right right um they are not allowed to read or learn how to write um the way in which they are they vote on whether to um whether they for, choose to forgive the men um stay and fight or leave they're all writing like the way that they're voting is by checking um they drew pictures for each scenario and then um write down an x under which right. one that they pick and then the thing is is like when you think dystopian you're thinking end times you're thinking stuff has gotten so bad that we're now with like basic things i mean the fact that this is released right after number one the supreme court like decision with mm. Floyd um yep. also too like when you again when you think dystopian you're thinking um going back to the way that things were or used to be which was yep. women didn't have rights so right. mm -hmm. so like the fact that you would choose that same look you would make the decision choose that look and have that be the yeah. final thing and way, the way it looks like i just think speaks volumes i yes. mean of yes. course like we're looking at them but the film you know if you had chosen if you had chosen to go with full color if you had chosen to go with black and white of course like the 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 performances are out of this world um yep. incredible incredible performances um and you know it's the way that it's written um and all of these i can I talk we can talk all day about this of course I, <laughs> one of my favorites um uh, from last year holy crap but um <laughs> but then you add that look on top of it 
Yeah. Just kiss. Like, it's just, oh my God. And then, and like, it seems like such, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, beside myself. But that was definitely a snub. And I'm like, are y'all, are we watching the same movie? Like, what, <laughs> what were you well, thinking? Just, just out of that, like, all quiet one, like, Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> with know. war stories, with war stories, um, I'm gonna tell you right now that camera work is insane. Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm the, sure. Yeah, the, the efforts that go into it, which is why, again, movies like so war stories usually get things like sound editing and mixing, which is no longer a thing, which I will talk about later because that's disrespectful on the highest order. Anyway. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. but then why it also gets, you know, it gets technical stuff too. It gets cinematography usually because yeah. you're, I mean, it's not just the, again, it's not just the look, it's how the camera moves, you know, it's, it's POVs, it's all these different things that you're getting. Um, the last war story that I had to think of that I thought did an incredible job, um, was Dunkirk. Um, because yeah. you have all oh, yeah. these different stories and now, so you're getting at moments like underwater, you're getting in the air, you're getting like all these all these right. things and it's just it's incredible um well but that's that's what you typically expect like again from the oscars not saying that you should right it should right, be right. like the one that gets a slot every time because there's so right. many movies being made with some incredible right. choices um, right. that the dps are making um but yeah like for me again i'm like I nothing grabbed me necessarily. It's right. again, we're watching another war story, which I, I get. I and I don't want to tell you, I don't want to take away from it, but at the same time, I'm like, we've, we've seen it, like, we've seen it, right? Well, and when we've had war movies recently that I think have been much more daring in the way they're filmed, yeah. in you know, like this one, it, because of the subject of World War One. Like, I immediately think, well, we just had 1917, right. and that is so much more of a, like, unique day. That, that just, to me, like, obviously they came out in different years, so uh, yeah. one isn't nominated against the other, but it's like, well, why would this get nominated? Like, yeah, I saw the, like, again, the, not to belittle World War One at all, uh, but again, like, we, I just saw a movie that was way more visually interesting that, or... Uh, what you mentioned, Jackie Dunkirk, like again, that was beautifully filmed, and then the interspersed like different times, timings of it, like oh man, th those are just each of those unique. So that's where for me, I think this felt like a little bit of a letdown, even though I, I enjoyed the movie. But yeah, just for visually, I'm like, there's nothing that like, I don't, that to me really stood out. Yeah. yeah, if we're talking snubs here, and Jackie just mentioned, you both just mentioned yeah, please, Dunkirk. Please, please, yeah, Dunkirk. Uh, was actually nominated for uh, Hoyt, Hoyt Van Hoytema. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Who nope. also nope. recently, yeah, there you go. He yeah. wrote this year talking about snubs. That's why I was trying to tie it all together. A little yes. bow on oh. it. I saw, I saw, I yes. were here. Yes, we, were, we were there, yes. So that was, yeah, again, why isn't Nope nominated here? Or, or, or any nomination, so, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, right. that, uh, that was gonna be my that was my snub as well, uh, Jason. Mm. Uh, and and the, and the Batman I thought was pretty pretty special oh, too. Yes, mm. yes. That who? Okay, now because you just <laughs> talked about the Batman, because I will talk about Nope later, especially given visual effects. Okay, um, absolutely. But the, okay, so the reason why I'm so obsessed with this film um, is because 
like I just I mean it's 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 the plot it's the way that the it's structured like the structure to me is unlike what we've gotten in previous Batman films or any like superhero film of course at the tippity tip top um must go uh Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse you know yes. we count animated films here yes so however um when they're <laughs> on when him and um Gordon are like on the roof and everything and then you see you don't see Batman but you see that Gordon's clearly talking to Batman right mm -hmm. and then Batman like comes into the shot and it's a silhouette and I'm just like oh, yeah. <laughs> how dare you like this is so this is not fair this is not fair to anybody else <laughs> like, this right, is, right. This, it's incredible it's incredible um, the cinematography in that film. I, I, I gush over it as I'm doing now. Every time. Every time I watch that, there's always something else. Um, mm -hmm. oh, just, yeah. The, the coloring, the what you do, what you do in the shadows. But seriously, what they did in the shadows <laughs> um, yeah. is, oh, it's just breathtaking. It's such a gorgeous looking film. Um, yes. So, absolutely the Batman. Absolutely nope. Um, again, shooting at shooting night scenes shooting at night period is like is is very yeah. difficult um and getting those shots and everything and also again lighting darker skinned people right right yeah. and doing it well um i mean like it's the bare right is the bare minimum right I mean, that's what we right. expect it's 2023 like right <laughs> like right. That, right it's it's the bare minimum but like oh, just everything, everyone looks fantastic. Um, again, Hoyt did his thing, um, you know, in Nope. It's just an incredible, it's an incredible, uh, incredibly shot film. Um, and also, too, again, some of the, I'm looking at some of the camera angles, right? A lot of it is just like looking up. And so, um, and, but you're looking from like, you're like, you're at, on the side of like, what am I trying to say? When OJ is looking up, you know, at the alien thing, um, because right. <laughs> yeah. they call it an animal, essentially, it's an alien, whatever. Um, uh -huh. but at some point, like especially when you have those scenes where he's in the that scene where he's in the truck and he looks up into the sky and then there's that flash of lightning, you know, oh, like some yeah. of that, of course, is visual effects. Um, but some of that is also you. You're, I mean, you're in the car again. Car scenes are also not very easy to film i remember um watching a featurette about the children of men um yes. oh yeah that's one of my favorites emmanuel lebetsky too yes another incredible <laughs> um, film that oh my god i will never forget watching yeah. that and unbelievable hearing them talk about like they basically just cut a hole into the hood dropped the camera in there and then did like you know like just moving the camera around and everything like that it's just it's mind-boggling like the things that dps camera operators like all grips like all these people do you know in the crew you know to light and shoot a film is just right right just beyond me I'm, I'm absolutely impressed but yeah like all of that that's in nope it's 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 some pretty like hard stuff but they pull it off well um so yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. And they I think the way, too, that it's used, there's some really great moments of suspense that they build. Like I'm thinking of like the chimp scene 
where like you're watching all of it from under the curtain like you know when you see like the legs and all that it's just so uh oh man it's so like you're so tense or the one i think of a lot is when he's in the the barn and Mm -hmm. like the thing that he thinks is like coming around the edge yes that entire the way that is filmed like that I was terrifying. right, like gripping my seat, like oh my god, oh my god, like, like it was one of those where I like I needed to look away from the camera because I'm like I don't know that I can handle this right now. No, like, this oh, is another, too much for me. That's another situation. I was like, why aren't you running? Full? Anyway, um, right, right, right. Yes. So there was a bunch of us actually in the theater, like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, right. Um, but no, I. I was terrified. I'm like sitting there with my sister and her boyfriend and we're all like, well, my sister's <laughs> yelling all of the obscenities. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me right now? Jackie, why would you, why did you convince me to come? <laughs> yes, that is a terrifying moment. And of course, like that scene ends how it ends. You're like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> right, 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 right. But, that's, but that, to be able to build that with like the camera work and everything. Oh yeah. There's mm-hmm. also, not a score. It's just again, it's 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 just that back and forth, whatever's happening right, right over there. That's what you're getting. Um right, and again, right. when you're talking about the chimp scene, we'll get into this like again further into the episode, but that's combining both cinematography and visual effects. Um yep. again, which just speaks to the, the the tech, you know, everyone who's on the tech side of things uh for movies. It's it, again it being able to mesh those two together and do it well it takes hard work it takes collaboration it takes communication and it when it comes out it comes out so great so yeah no um nope the batman women talking should have been on this flipping list <laughs> uh do we have any other snubs or we want to move into uh next category what do you got for us next jackie um sure do we want to go into editing talk sure editing. let's do it all right, so for film editing, okay, so editing is essentially, um, I feel like people are more familiar that, with what editing is, um, just given that we're in a very, like, like a TikTok, Instagram reel kind of thing, like you kind of know a little bit, the, 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 the yeah. very, like the very surface of like what editing is. Um, and so, and again, um, I am a director, uh, not an editor. Um, so, so, but I do know what I have to do with the editor. Um, it involves uh, basically sitting down with them and piecing together the film. Um, so, finding all the different shots that you took, um, and then you know having discussions back and forth about how how you want the movie to come together, what sequences, what scenes make sense together um but that is just on the very again it's the very surface level level editing with editing you also get into um you also get into it's not just like the like the visual right it's not just the visual pieces that you're putting together it's also the sound which again we'll get into later um not only just sound you're also doing um that with uh the score um and everything you're also doing there with the soundtrack you are also um uh what is what are the other things i'm thinking of right now editing is also color grading um different transitions you know between scenes um it's when i look at a film like 
um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is one of the films that was nominated for best uh, film editing, which it had better. Um, (laughs) Having, especially when you have a lot, and I do mean a lot, um, that's going on in a film, piecing all those things together are going to be essential um, to, again, telling your story because everyone who works on a film is a filmmaker. I know I sound like a broken record, but I really need y'all to get this down um, <laughs> because not everyone feels that way. And sure. I'm a director who does and understands that um, areas in which I am not an expert. Like, we, you need to have people who know what they're doing um, and right. certainly have had that um, experience. So editing, you are, again, essentially putting the film together. That is the basic mm-hmm. definition of what that is. And, and it's taking all of these different pieces. Um, understanding the script, it's also, you're also taking, you're essentially looking at all of the shots that were ever made. Now, you have different people that will help you piece together. Okay, so what 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 shots were the good shots and what shots can I throw away? Um, if there's also reshooting that needed to be done, you're also putting that into the film. Um, it's, but it's, it's that you're looking at everything that has ever been shot that you can use. And that's okay. a lot, right? Some scenes yeah, sure, are like sure. 10 minutes. Some scenes are like three minutes. Others are like five seconds. Um, I, the, the people I most respect, um, other than, um, the person who was responsible for everything ever all at once, Paul Rogers, um, but also the editor who uh, works with Edgar Wright um, is someone who I also, they're constantly working. And of course I forget the name and that's terrible. Um, but <laughs> there's again, so much that like Edgar's films do. There's a lot right. of splicing together. There's a lot of like um, stuff that's coming in and then fast transitions like throughout. Um, uh, uh, all matchless. Yes, you got to absolutely know what you're doing. Um, so it is it is a lot of work. Um, it is a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, between your DP, between your editor, um, a composer. There is a composer out there who is also an editor. Um, because mm. if you know, I mean, essentially, if you wrote the music right to the to the back end of the um, right of the film, then that also gives you an advantage, you know, when you're when you're going back and you're editing the film. I think it's John Powell who is responsible oh. for um, How to Train Your Dragon. So those oh, those him. movies, mm-hmm. so I love those he's movies. also is he's also an editor. Um, so oh, okay, so it really helps you a lot in that department, um, especially given that you wrote the you wrote the store. Um, it's easy to splice together different things and make those sequences work. Um, but yeah, when you are looking at this mammoth, this library of all these different shots, I mean, it takes like, there are films that were only filmed across like maybe maybe a month or less than that. I, I, I've heard of films, you know, that have been put out there for, you know, in, you know, throughout theaters to see have only taken two weeks to shoot. But that's two weeks of footage. And you're talking right. about like, films that you're basically so like call could be at like seven o'clock in the morning right so mm-hmm. you know everyone's coming in getting their makeup done um that's what the actors are expected to be on you know on the set to get ready go into their character there's blocking that's being done and then you may not leave until eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock at night 
right. throughout that, of course, you've had breaks, but there's a lot, again, there's a lot of shooting because you not only have to, you're not, you're shooting a scene multiple times from multiple, um, from multiple angles, you know, and that's not even including the ones where, again, you have to sort through all those things that were, all those scenes that were bad takes. So right. the editor has an incredible amount of work to do and so having that constant again that constant communication between cinematographer um and uh the director um and anyone else you know just in involved in the secret special effects people your or visual effects rather but it's i mean visual effects it does count as um so it, it's both your like special effects and your um your cgi your visual effects and everything like that so right right yeah so it is an incredible job to undertake i would not wish it on my worst enemy um <laughs> i i'm very much someone who absolutely cannot stand editing and so that's why i pay people i was like i don't have to i don't care if i have to give an arm and a leg um to give it to somebody else because i will because you will not catch me doing it because i am not i am not patient i am not that person i'm just like i just want to shoot and then pass it on to somebody else um, right. So that is editing. Um, again, I hope I explained it in a way that makes sense. Um, it did. But, yeah, but, you did. Yeah, but also gives you again that that light, or you know, that I guess that knowledge into all of what goes into editing. It is an incredible job. It's it's, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, okay, and with that, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, do you want to look at last year's? Because yeah, I let's, well, as we said last year, it's this it, everything's it was, Dune. Everything was Dune, but what Dune was up against for this, and I was like, okay, I won't lie, maybe, maybe not. Um, so don't look up. Um, it was up against Tick, Tick, Boom, King oh, Richard, and Power of the Dog. So I was like, <laughs> as far as options here, I was like, okay. Like I, I can see why they would go with Dune. Um, uh -huh. Again, there's a lot involved there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Otherwise, I think I think what I was also maybe going for was like if it wasn't if it wasn't Dune, I would have said Tick Tick Boom. Um, yeah, but it's, that's again because I just enjoyed the film. I did not care for same. Um, <laughs> no, 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 nope. <laughs> nope. so, yeah. So this year's nominees. Um, oh, did anyone else have any thoughts about last no, year? No, I'm I'm right with you. I okay. think I was the same way that yeah. I, I just assumed Dune should win everything technical because it was a technical marvel, but otherwise yeah. for me it was I absolutely adored Tick Tick Boom. So like anything it could possibly win, I wanted it to win because yeah, like this is a movie that needs to be recognized. Yes. Mm. Um so for this year, um we have uh, and I, I may or may not butcher these names. Um, and I'm so, so sorry. Because <laughs> they definitely listen to the podcast. Um, so, Bill, <laughs> regardless of, yes, we need to, I need to, I need to learn people's names. Um, the Banshees of Inishirin, uh, that was Mikhail E.G. Nielsen uh, for Elvis, uh, Matt Villa, and Jonathan Redman. Um, and as I mentioned before, Everything Everywhere All at Once was Paul Rogers. Uh, for Tar was Monica Willie. And then Top Gun Maverick, uh, Eddie Hamilton, was responsible for the editing. Uh, so as far as picks, y'all, what is yours? I, so 
you you mentioned everything everywhere all at once. I mean, it's been a reoccurring theme. I think that like, man, how does this not win everything? And to me, that's another one that like for this, how do they put this together? Like, it's wild. I there's part of me that just having known how it was filmed, there's part of me that kind of wants to vote for Top Gun Maverick because I know that a lot of the filming for it, especially the in cockpit scenes, which are a large part of the movie, like they literally just set up the camera on the dash mm-hmm. and like gave the actors a crash course in camera work. And then they just sent them up into the sky. And they're like, we didn't know they would just film this stuff and then come back down and look and see, was this usable? So I have mm-hmm. to imagine, just the way that you described it, Jackie, <laughs> yes. I have to imagine that, and those scenes were really engaging. They were really well done. They're really interesting. Like, you know, and they had to, to make that movie work. Like you have to actually care mm-hmm. about them when they're flying. Um, so there's part of me that's like, oh man, I kind of want to recognize the editing that I can't imagine. Again, you've got like Miles Teller and Glenn Powell mm-hmm. as your cameraman, basically. And you have to work. I can't like, how much did they film? And then know that like you have enough and put all that together in a way that like, like it's more like you don't walk away from that movie being like, oh, I watched a bunch of dash cam videos. Like <laughs> it feels like, you know, yeah. it feels like a like it was billed as this, you know, the summer blockbuster. So, you know, that's something that again, I think there's a, a good number of categories that that movie probably didn't really deserve its nomination. But this is one here, you know, I'm gonna say Eddie Hamilton. Just based on that, I I think you were you were in this nom. I wouldn't. I would not hate it if it won. Um, but, it, I mean, against everything, everywhere, all at once, I, I mean, how? The, yeah, like, the coordination how? of everything, everywhere, what, right. what Paul Rogers did there. And what I like, too, is that, you know, he's not some seasoned vet. Like, I, I think he's coming from maybe television or com- commercials, but or smaller things. Like, I, mm. I kind of like, there's, there's some fresh energy, there's a fresh voice here with basically everything on like the technical side or even the creative side with everything everywhere all at once like oh, yeah i just i just like it's like it's a breath of fresh air and, and that just the coordination of you know multiverse and and everything that's going on there like if it's not paul rogers some, something's wrong because it it's right. just it's oper- again the same thing with the movie it's operating on another level than than anything else nominated this year and how he was able to make sense of that is, mm-hmm. is really right. special and it's just there's something special about that movie that like Because I was looking at, like, just trying to get some background on history for editing. And, of course, the two people that have the most nominations tied for eight, Michael Kahn and Thelma Schoonmaker, they are, Michael Kahn is basically Steven Spielberg's editor, and Thelma Schoonmaker is Martin Scorsese's Thor. So so I'm like, oh, well, that's not a surprise. But I was like, oh, what what was Kahn doing this year? He was doing Fablemans. And Fablemans didn't get nominated. And we talked about in other categories, like uh, with the creative ones, where Fablemans did get nominated. And in every category, it's, oh, it's Spielberg's got the most senior people here with the most senior experience. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing that this movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, in so many categories, it's like people who have, like, you know, no nominations before are, like, really new to feature films. Mm-hmm. And again, just this like team of rookies put together this movie that friggin' blows all these people out of the water. Like, yeah, Michael Kahn with his three wins and eight nominations, he was doing Fablemans, but 
you know, Paul Rogers, who did TV and stuff before, he did this thing, and this thing should win. And it's kind of like that gorilla aspect of it is yeah. why I re- part of the reason I really want everything. It's every kind of punk rock. Level. Right. It's yeah. just like, look at that. Right. Exactly. It's very punk, right? That, mm-hmm. that you know, a bunch of, like, uh, not studio insiders, like, they made this movie that just kicks ass. Uh, so get to get even more technical. So, because <laughs> this is yeah, why please, I'm on the podcast. Um, so, yes, okay. So I don't know um, what software um, that they that Paul used for um, everything everywhere all at once. Because I can only imagine. So when I when I must edit, which is not a whole lot of times, because again, I just explained how much I hate it. Um, but <laughs> when I do, when I'm, when I'm forced to, <laughs> forced to, to, you know, again, low budget, you know, stuff, we're, we're out here. Um, <laughs> okay. There are sequences where I was watching, I'm watching the film going, whoever their editor is, you need to pay them double. I don't care if it's like millions of money, pay them more because <laughs> oh my god like i can't imagine especially the one sequence where they're jumping from multiverse to multiverse to multiverse oh yeah they're yes. jumping between verses right in the same shot <laughs> i don't know if right you right know what that takes right but you have so you have premiere pro you have all of these tracks right that you're that right I, I don't know if it was premiere pro but if you had to do it in premiere pro Essentially, what you're looking at is like, so you have this software that's opened up. You have a bunch of tracks, tracks that are for your visual, right? So the the actual, you know, video film. And then you also have your audio track. So what you're doing, what I would imagine is now you have, so you shot what they did for to get that sequence was then shoot a whole sequence in just that one verse. Then you right. take all of those shots, you put them on different tracks. And then you have to like cut them just like oh, so man. to get it so that it's all it like it all flows together. Like I I don't know if that's not mind blowing to you, then we're right, like, right, I, don't right, know, right. I don't know what else to tell you. But like the right, amount right. of talent, the amount of timing, the amount of patience, okay? Because you have to get it just so so like on the dot, right? In order right, to make that right. completely seamless. So what these what paul did on that i don't know how any no again no shade to top gun maverick because i what you just explained right there mike was is just brilliant yeah. i mean you have to yeah, act a good, fly a plane was... and also like right man the camera what so right and then he had to make that like all that usable that's crazy so feel yeah. like it was not just dash cam video right exactly so, mm-hmm. so that in of itself is quite the Feet, especially that high in the air. I mean, can't like anyway. Um, so right. that's just that's mind blowing. But again, right, right. <laughs> jumping through and just that jumping through. Yeah. That there's so much else, right? But jumping through all of those different universes. Oh yeah. The editing alone for that. That no, <laughs> like there's no way. There's no way that Paul doesn't win. And if he doesn't, you're going to hear it about it. You're going to hear about it <laughs> me when we do our reaction uh, podcast. There we go. <sighs> but yeah. The hotly oh. anticipated reaction podcast. Yes. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%, Jay. Um, I, yeah. So Paul is clearly <laughs> Paul is clearly my pick here. I really hope 
I really hope Paul gets it. I will be screaming at the top of my lungs um, if that happens. Um, because I've been saying since I first watched it in the theater, I was like, whoever this editor is needs all the recognition. And I was saying oh, that yeah. for watching while watching the film. So in mm-hmm. no, the now I want to see like what is he doing next? Because yeah, I'm like we gotta, I, I will want to see that. We got to know because clearly yeah. he's a he's he's a genius because that is it's just wow that, that blows me away um and of course if you look him up it's important to look up paul rogers film editor because otherwise singer of bad company anyways how about you here <laughs> um i mean everything everywhere at once no everything that you both were saying uh, i'm completely on board with um elvis again technically really sound to me you know they had two editors which sort of makes sense because it to me it's like a like a a montage uh vomit session uh not to be too cruel but i mean it's just <laughs> no that's you know, no that's that's right on on point yeah um, i mean <laughs> that is bad bez's thing and you know he he goes hard here um, and, and I guess editing shouldn't just be like, I guess we just think about it as something more imaginative than just like structuring, structuring a narrative. And we definitely get a, a splash of that in Elvis. So, I mean, there is something to take from that, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, whatever. I, I got I got issues with Elvis, so I'll keep going. Um, I want to mention Tar too, cause we, we kind of, yeah. um, we skipped over Tar for cinematography um and it's interesting because it is you know made by todd fields an american director but he did pull a lot of like european talent from this like the the editors not not here another female here we have a female in this category too monica i think it's wheelie or wheelie um and what's cool about her is she worked a lot with michael haneke who's like a like a super hardcore like european i think german auteur so (laughs) and then same thing with uh cinematography for tar um, it's like Florin, uh, it, uh, also nominated. Um, I'm trying to think, does anyone have the cinematography? Florin Hoff, Hoffmeister, who, mm-hmm. who worked a lot with, with um, Terrence Davies, who's this amazing yes. English director. So I kind of love this sort of like Todd Fields pulling in this kind of like more European vibe, which you completely feel in Tar. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I need to elaborate on that, but I kind of love the European feel that the movie brings sure. and, and them getting... Uh, you know some some positive you know obviously it's, it was a big hit in the award season but mm-hmm. um in these ca- the technical categories it's, it's fun seeing them here and in banshees uh absolutely terrific work i don't know um mikhail nielsen I, i'm trying to think i don't really know much about this cinematographer but you know it's fantastic he, work. he actually won the academy award for sound of metal oh for cinematography? Oh. yeah didn't or, he also no, win uh, for film sound? editing? Film editing. Did he also oh, win I'm for sorry, TV? I'm sorry, I'm getting all mixed up here. Sorry. <laughs> What's I'm that? Jumping. Didn't he also win for sound? Because I thought that was the first year that they got rid of sound mixing and editing, and they just um, sound together. I, so it did. It did win for sound. I okay. Don't As it the, should have. Yeah. But I can't. Or, um, by the time we cover sound, I will look up and see who. <laughs> <laughs> I know because well, so much, so many of these things overlap too. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I oh, I. And he won. He won for life. editing, which again, that movie deserved it as well. So that's yes. interesting. So he's already won, it, it, deservedly so, and he's back again. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But again, I, I, 
the editing in, in Banshees, again, I don't know if that's what grabbed me the most, but it, it absolutely was necessary. Uh, and obviously pulling that, you know, very unique, odd, odd movie together. So right. I, I just kind of yes. want to make sure we, we touched on everyone. But I, I'm totally with you, Paul Rogers. If it's not, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to watch the Oscars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we said it every year. Right. I'll be watching it the next year. We yeah. survived Crash. We survived Green Book. Oh, God. We can survive this. Why just just barely. I'm sorry. Stop it. What I do, yeah, I, so I don't have any snubs because, again, this is an area oh, that I like. I don't know well. Lo, so I don't Do you have any snubs? In my nope. head, it was everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, yeah. prompt, jump. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have snubs for this. I don't think yeah. I do either. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely. This is one of those categories that I'm like now watching movies going forward. Like it's definitely something I want to pay attention more to, and just again appreciate the work and know more of these uh, the editors. So again, I, I know the directors of movies I go into, and I know the actors. And then the think, rest, it's all names on the screen that flash by. Yeah, I, th I think the best, uh, so I forget who it was. It might have been like Steven Soderbergh or something like that. The, the best um, description of editing I ever heard was uh, movie makers um, apology for reality. Like, that's what editing does. Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's pretty brilliant. Like, oh, that's I like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. So right. Do we have anything else for editing or we want to we want to move on? We can certainly move on. All right. Where do you want to take us next, Jackie? Um, okay. I will go into let's go into sound. Okay, let's do it. Sound. Okay, sound. So I have again, as always, some beef <laughs> with yes, the we have some important history here, right? With the Academy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a few years ago, and I think it's when um when the sound of when the sound I almost said the sound of music. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh! We just—we literally just talked about it. It just left me. The sound that, of metal. Thank you. See, sound <laughs> M. So there's an M word. So that's why my head was like, "Sound of music." Wait, no. Um, sound of metal. Right. One. I think it was the first one to win best yep. sound. Um. Mm -hmm. So, the Oscars decided to try to make their award ceremony more streamlined. Um, that they would revisit. Um, having two categories for sound. Um, so, of course, that was sound editing and sound mixing. Um, I think, uh, this is my educated guess, um, this is according to slashfilm.com, which is where I got this information um, mm -hmm. from, but it was essentially that the audience really doesn't know the difference between sound editing and sound um, mixing. Um, but, of course, to those in the industry, they're very, two very different things, which I will explain here in a minute. Um, Wonderful. Also, eight out of the past 20 nominees um, have only ever been, between sound editing and sound mixing, um, or have they ever like been the same film that won, right? Mm, so eight wow. out of the 20. That means 12 others were like, okay, there's one movie we got for sound editing, one movie we got for sound mixing. Um, yeah, but it looks like, and I could see their... Right, there was like a streak of Bohemian Rhapsody one both, yeah. Dunkirk yeah. one both, right. Mad right. Max Fury Road one both, yes. Gravity Which, one both. I mean, oh my god! Oh, right. interesting. Yeah. 2012 
in sound editing, there was a tie between yes, Skyfall I and Zero Dark Thirty. How do you? Well, I know a tie because it's voted, but because you... votes, right? Yeah. But Weird. Okay. Anyway, I don't. Not to interrupt you. Like, I wonder what the odds of. I was that so confused there. watching that ceremony. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Do, okay, I guess. You know, okay. if if you had told me when I woke up this morning that I was going to want to look up a YouTube video of the 2012 best sound editing uh oscar presentation uh i would not have guessed that's where my day might go i think that's the first thing i'm gonna do when we finish the this episode tonight listen this podcast (laughs) is taking us to many places Um, (laughs) many many magical places many magical places indeed okay so the difference between sound editing and sound mixing um so sound editing is essentially again what you do with film with film editing right you take you take all these different sounds right so you have the sounds from each of your characters you have the sound uh from you know um the the score the soundtrack um the your your um what is it the the foley effects so essentially you know you see the people who like if you're so if there's a character, for instance, walking on screen, right? And they say they're walking through snow. So there's somebody, you know, in the studio who is making those sounds happen. So mm-hmm. you have someone who may have taken, and I don't know what they would use. I think, I don't I don't know if it's like, they would use something like crunchy or something like that, right? Because that's right, right. snow. So they mm-hmm. would be at the same time that their character on screen is walking right? They would also be walking to that. And so you are recording that sound, right? So that it's more prevalent because of course, when you're on, on, on set, you're just, you're mainly focused, right? On the dialogue that's happening, not necessarily, you know, any other sounds that you would get from it. Plus they're also trying to, um, you know, sound people are usually trying, if they're, of course, if I'm, if I'm talking about a film, uh, a a scene that is outside right you're also trying to limit you may or may not depending on what you're trying to go for you have trying to limit the amount of ambient noise so the ambient noise just means like whatever your environment is doing at the time right so say you were walking outside and there's of course now you have birds you may have like a plane going by right so you're trying to mitigate you know as much you're trying or trying to limit rather like the amount of noise that's coming into your scene um while mm-hmm. at the same time also too trying to elevate noises that you want for your scene so they're taking all of these different parts um and in you're putting them together just like you would have film, like like you would have film right you're you're editing um right you're editing all that together and it's not just that but then it's also too again sometimes you know when an actor you know, is, um, you know, when an actor is performing and everything like that, you may have, again, um, ambient noise that adds to that. Um, of course, these, you know, a lot of these films, a lot of these crews have equipment that, you know, again, eliminates that as much as possible. But then you also right. need to make sure that, you know, your your volume is correct, that you have, you um, that is as, as smooth as possible. So there's different right. things that you're doing to all of these different um, tracks, so sound tracks, like within your software. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, again, putting all these different pieces together and then also making sure that the sound sounds as close to reality as possible or for right. what you want in your world's reality, right? Um, right. Uh-huh. 
sound mixing. Sound mixing is holy crap difficult. Um, so sound mixing, when you, it is essentially any any sound that you have in a particular scene, right? You're it's essentially exactly as it sounds, you're mixing all of that. So think of like, again, this is typically why war stories end up showing up in these categories is because you are taking the sound of like a soldier yelling or screaming, like bombs dropping, um, bullets flying, um, running through. You're taking all of that and you're essentially like making sure that, and then you also have the score going as well, right? So you right, want right. all of those to blend blend together you're you're mix, basically you're mixing i don't know how to explain this you're mixing all right, the sounds right. in um yeah. but you but you also want them as succinct as you want them you want to hear each of those sounds you don't you don't want to make blend was the wrong word um you don't want them necessarily to blend together you want to hear them individually but then you also don't want them all at the same level right? Your score is going right. to be different from like those bullets flying from the bombs, from the, from the screams or the shouts of a soldier. Um, you're taking that and you're mixing all of that in and adjusting accordingly. So like how, how all those sounds sound together, that is what you're, that is what you're doing. Now, again, I must preface, I didn't preface it. I must add to this that again, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not a sound editor. Um, I am a director. Um, so this is just this is based on what I know, like film editing or sound editing versus sound mixing to be. Um, but again, I think the Oscar, the Academy's decision in making it just sound, I think, is highly disrespectful. Um, because essentially, so what's happening is um, you have you have a couple of different, you have quite a few different people working on this, right? Um, the right. person who is editing is normally the one that's handling your sound editing. You may or may not also have the same person who's doing mixing. You may have someone else doing, you know, sound mixing, something, someone different um, who's, who's working on that. Because again, they're two very different things. Right. Um, so when uh -huh. you're mixing all these things together, right? Like how many times have you watched something and then watched a film and it's like a, like a gun, like it's a, it's a you know, people are shooting, you know, at one another. Uh -huh. Right. And all the, all the guns sound the same. Now you're like, okay, right. they're not all using the same gun, right? right. Be, you're using different ammo. You're using different weaponry. They're not all going to sound the same. So a good right. sound mixer, a good sound mixer is going to give you those different sounds to each. Now you're like, okay, because the, the person who has the pistol is not going to, it's not going to be the same as this person who has a rifle. It's it's just not going to sound the same. So right. those are the things that like you're paying attention to, which again is why war stories are usually in these categories or anything oh. with there's a lot. There's a lot going on, right? Uh, right? So that's why in this category, in 2017, Dunkirk won both of them. Yes. But I just the way you're describing it, I'm like, Baby Driver didn't. Why did it not? Because it was the sound in that movie is freaking incredible. Like, yes, 
which again <laughs> like points to why it needed to stay two categories because they're very different things um yes so i don't and i again for those of you who are are, are listening um i hope i explained it in a way <laughs> that makes sense you did um you did. but they are right because i'm like sometimes i just i get caught up in my head and then <laughs> like jackie you don't make sense anymore um yeah um so <laughs> so that's what that's what that is. But now, now again, because the uh, the Oscars trying to make more streamlined, which I'm like, there's other things you could have did, but that's where <laughs> we are right now. Um, there's other things you could have done, but here we are. So sound is now one category. Um, and so for sound, who we have, and I mean, like, I can't wait until we get into snubs. Um, <laughs> but, Ooh, this is good because yes. So for sound. Um, okay, hold on. Before I get into this year's, again, I keep forgetting about uh, last year. Again, Dune won. Um, (laughs) Dune Dune. won everything. But I find it interesting what they were up against. Um, so Belfast, um, was one of them. No Mm. Time to Die, Mm -hmm. which, which actually makes sense to me. Um, again, given a lot of the action scenes. Um, Power of the Dog, which doesn't make as much sense to me. Um, and then (laughs) West Side Story. Um, Sound. So that's what Dune was up against, and so Dune was obviously the winner. Um, but I, I was like, um, "What?" Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I didn't exactly. I didn't really have like an opinion. I don't think about this last year, just because I hadn't seen No Time to Die. I did see the rest of them, and I was like, I don't know if I necessarily noticed the sound in those um, again. Right. Like sound is usually something that I hear with a lot of action films, with with a lot of science fiction. You know, those 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 awards that you don't tip again. Those things that you're not t- typically going to see in like you know the best picture category or right, right. Um, writing or something like that. You know, um, so yeah, yeah I could so see it for for Belfast because there's all the the civil unrest scenes and all that going on. Like there's a lot going on in that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's like anything technical. I just think, yep, just give it a Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. And they did. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So as far as this year goes, um, so you're going to notice there's a lot of people who work in sound because sound has combined both sound editing and sound mixing um so um we have for the nominees all quiet on the western front um do you want me to go through each of these names because there's a lot of names um uh you don't have you don't have to they're okay. right it, it's a lot of names we encourage our audience look up the <laughs> to look them up. Yes. yeah not to no disrespect to any of them but <laughs> i feel like i have to do it just made up. that long speech okay all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do this due diligence. No, because no. Okay, you're I, doing it. Okay, we I'm, we recognize. It's happening. It's okay, there we are. Okay, here we go. So for all quiet on the western front, we have Victor. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Um, Prazel, um, Frank Cruz, Marcus Stemmler, Lard Ginzel, and Stefan um, Court. Um, that's all quiet on the western front. Our nominee, and then for our second nomination, we have Avatar: The Way of Way of Water. We have Julian. 
um, Holworth, uh, Gwendolyn Yates Whittle, Dick Bernstein, Christopher Boys, uh, Gary Summers, and Michael Hedges. Uh, our third nominee is The Batman uh, with Stuart Wilson, William Files, Douglas Murray, and Andy Nelson. Uh, we also have Elvis with uh, David Lee, Wayne Pashley, Andy Nelson, and Michael Keller. And then our last nominee for sound is Top Gun Maverick, uh, Mark Weingarten, James H. Mather, Al, Nels eh, Al Nelson, excuse me, uh, Chris Burden, and Mark Taylor. So those are our nominees for sound. Again, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar the Way of the Water, uh, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Whew. All right. So as far as... as well done. Yes, thank you. As far as I gotta keep to my word, I was just gave this impassioned speech about how you <laughs> and then I'm not not gonna read the names. I'm like, no, no, hypocritical. Anyway, right. um, so um, <laughs> as far as my figure, I like I immediately started thinking about snubs that I had, but we will go through what I who I I see as like my my favorites here, at least the ones that have been nominated. Okay, uh -huh. so I feel like. All Quiet on the Western Front is the obvious choice, but I right. think, but obvious in terms of like that's what we expect from a war story, because there's a lot that goes into sound for those. Um, I don't know, like for this one, I am thinking, <sighs> oh, because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like I'm snow, I'm so in snubs right now. Um, my pick in this category would either be my picks would either be. Mm, like either I'm leaning more towards the Batman um, or I want to say ugh, I would, between between Avatar and, and Top Gun, at least for the sound. Right. Um, I the reason why I'm having such difficulty with this um, is because like when I'm thinking the sound um, again. I think what I normally think of like when Oscars nominate something, it's going to either be going towards a war story. So I'm thinking that's what the Academy might go with. Um, yeah. Or if they don't, or if they don't nominate or not nominate, but if they don't like award, you know, all quiet on the Western front, my guess is they would probably go towards Top Gun. But if they're not going to award it anything else, they're like, okay, well, here is your, we want to give you something, so here, right, right, here, here, here. That is, um, I'm just gonna go right into snubs because I, I can't stop thinking about this. Um, do it, do it. Okay, so I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Nope, <laughs> um, nope, because because <laughs> so there, there's, there's quite a few things. There's quite a, there's a bit of action, right? So again, you're getting it's more it's more on like the sound mixing for me um so when i'm thinking about sound i immediately think of those sequences where you know they're well, that sequence at the end where they're doing like the run so like they're trying yeah. to capture this animal on camera um and but then also it's the different noises so as the and this also has to do with film sound editing too so whenever the animal or the alien the alien comes around there's that noise to signify that, you know, everything's getting shut down, right? In yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that right there to me, brilliant, right? Because that means 
that lets the audience know, oh shit, like the stuff right, is about right. to go down, right? So, right. so that's our indication, like from the audience, because otherwise you're not seeing unless they show that, right? There's a few, right. there's a few night sequences where you wouldn't know. Of course, there's other things that you can do to signify that it's around, but that right. is a very right. like in your face, like, oh, this is happening. This is happening right now. Um, you also have, you know, what's going on with the horses. Um, you have that little, um, again, when it looks like we have like aliens who've like touched the ground and they're in the barn and he's trying to film it. There's right. that little like hiss. And then yeah. there's, there's like little, 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 um, like tick noises going on. So you're not quite right. sure what's happening, but then right. the alien itself, again, right after it's either right after or before i've watched this movie too many times uh, <laughs> not too many because there's never too many anyway um but, but before or after like the alien has eaten somebody um we get those little pop pop sounds um yeah. and i just think that's an interesting thing to add because i don't know necessarily like it's a terror it's terrifying enough oh yeah this alien but then you add like those little popping things i'm just like what in Okay, right, so thanks, right. thanks, Jordan, uh, for, <laughs> for yeah, for encouraging um, your your sound people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they thought of it on their own, um, of course, because that's what brilliant sound editors and mixers do. Um, just terrify us all. It's fine. Um, so that would be one. My other one is Woman King. There is this. Oh, yeah. This is one scene I'm thinking of in particular. So it's them. It's it's a fight that's happening during the daytime um and it is i mean oh it is like whew, it is intense um and the main character it the actress name the actor's name is uh tuso Mbito, but she is wielding this like kind of like lasso thing with like a um a, a knife at the end of it right so as she's whipping that around there's this one there's this sound that's associated with it that is so it's it's almost melodic, um, and I I could not get that out of my head, like I mm -hmm. could not get that out of my head because it's <laughs> such a distinct noise because you have all of this fighting right you have the score going there's all this yelling screaming then you have you know weapons being like you know jammed into flesh sorry everyone um but that's what's yeah. happening um that's i mean we were talking about sound there it is <laughs> so, yeah. yeah but there's all that happening and then on top of all of that you have this little thing that's like whipping and it's like it's it's very melodic and how it sounds it's very interesting the sound i had never heard that sound before um it's just this really cool distinct thing but it's also telling it's telling you something about this particular fighter. Like, not only is she the main character, but like, it's like, it's almost like, well, she's coming into her own, right? Mm -hmm. As a fighter, as someone who's always like wanted to stand out above the rest. Here she yeah, is right. standing out above the rest. And it's with that sound too. Like not just her fighting style, but it's her, uh, it's, it's the sound that's coming out of her wielding that weapon. And I just think, again, what did I say? Everyone who works on a film is a filmmaker. And right, so, right, right. again, what these sound editors and mixers are able to do is incredible. But and I'm like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why would 
for that scene alone, I'm like, the Woman King should have gotten so much and it didn't. So Right, right. Yeah. So that's my so those are my picks. And I know they're not on I know they're not on the ballot. Don't fa- no, they are on the ballot. Don't don't fact check me though. Um, but uh, those are my picks. <laughs> are the Woman King and Nope. That's it. <laughs> well, I actually I have a snub here. I don't know Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know out of the ones the ones that are nominated, Jackie, I'd probably go along with you. I kind of lean towards the Batman just because yeah. I think Me too. Uh, this is an area that are really shine yeah, yeah, shown. Yeah. Also, I want to call out one of the nominees for the Batman, Andy Nelson, was also nominated for Elvis. So he's got two, and he is actually the he's tied with Kevin O'Connell for the most nominations at 21. Wow. And Andy Nelson has won wow. two Sheesh. prior. He won for Saving Private Ryan and Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so just call that out there. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. No, the the yeah. snub I have is is another movie that I saw at Anomaly this year that's just starting to uh, get attention in like streaming and stuff. It's a movie called Husera, the Bone Woman, and it's a Mexican <laughs> horror movie. That like kind of has to do with like uh, pregnancy, postpartum depression, wow. a little bit. But the like, so the whole thing that it, like this subtitle, the Bone Woman, like there's something. It's almost like body horror, and that there's like this dysmorphia that like women will have with pregnancies and stuff. But it's like worked in here, and that like she feels like there's all these like crazy bone cracking sounds that like Ooh. even. Yeah. If if you just watch the trailer for it, like it's soundtrack of the trailer, and it just is so noticeable that like it's a movie. When I walked out of the movie, I was like, "This is like kind of like a sound horror movie." That was just yeah. it's so notable, and that it's again like these. They're just they're it's really jarring. You know, you think of like somebody cracking their knuckles, but then like it's it's that, but even more like the way that it's used is just so like. It's so striking and noticeable in it, man. It like that's just one. It really stood out that I'm like, I hope more people see that movie because uh, it's a really, really good movie that's mm. very strong. Uh, and again, like promoting Latin American filmmakers, so another great mm. Mexican film. So nice. uh, yeah, but really good sound. And and that's it. Otherwise, like I said, this is definitely an area that I don't, I don't know. And uh, so I really like the. That what you shared and I, I will just as one more aside I'll say it's interesting like as you've described this Jackie I've actually thought Jay this is an area that we talk about just a fair amount in Punches and Popcorn uh, especially because a lot of the early Kung Fu films were all filmed in like the 70s and Shaw Studios and that were all filmed silently so uh-huh. all the sound was put in after and we talked about different movies like how that's used you know, and one like notable instance was in Enter the Dragon, which is like one of the first films like put out for Western audiences that use nunchucks. And there's a scene in the movie where Bruce just like he's walking around and he hits this like uh, or golden lion or something with the with the nunchucks, and they add in this clanging sound, and they specifically added in that sound because they're like we don't think American audiences know what this thing is. Mm. So we need this sound so that they understand that this is a hard object and these things will kick your ass. Like if you get hit with them. And uh-huh. so it's just really, so just you're saying like, Oh yeah, it's 
and it's really noticeable. Well, just like you said with action films, like having that all go together, it builds the believability of the action, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Very interesting. <laughs> Anything from you, Jay? Um, I feel like uh, it's a weird old reference, I think, at this point, with Big Lebowski, where uh, John Goodman is oh, always nice. telling uh, Steve Buscemi, you're out of your element, Donnie. That's how I feel about this character <laughs> category. Like, if I said something, John Goodman was going to yell at me. Uh, saying, I, I shouldn't be referencing. You're I, out I of your element, genius. Exactly, yeah. So I do feel like... Um, I just had the sneaking, sneaking suspicion they're going to want to give Elvis something and it's going to be these technical categories so I could see Elvis taking this. Um, but but again, it's also this weird thing and, and Mike, what you said a minute ago, I was kind of surprised last year Bel Belfast got nominated mm -hmm. because these are all kind of like movies with money. These are big studio movies, mm -hmm. war movies, James Cameron movies, you know, superhero right. movies, stuff right. like that. So. Um, uh, like they got a bankroll to hire the best and as, as it should be, cause you know, you know, the, the money's on the screen, uh, you know, yeah. visually and, uh, you know, audio Lee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I feel like it's Elvis. I, and, and then, and I think why you two are referencing snubs a lot is because I, I don't really have like, I'm not in love with any, you know, it's all great, but I'm not like, oh, this was really special. So woman yeah. King, nope, Th those are. And again, it, it kind of feels like a more unique, fresh angle on, yeah. you know, this category as well, what they're doing, too. It's not just the same old, oh, you know, like the, the bullets whizzing by. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, in, in terms of like a war movie or something like that. So, yeah, that's really all I have for this one. I don't sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, have much on good. this one. It's okay not to have like that much of an opinion because I'm like, I'm like, I don't I don't know. I'm just going to pick my snubs. I have no yeah, idea. right. Yeah, because yeah. that's what, the, what you're interested in, those better <laughs> I am just going to decide that whatever they pick, I'm going to be big mad about it and save that big mad for the reaction podcast. Like, I can't believe you gave it to Top Gun because, I don't know. I don't know. Should, mm. we, should we move on to our last category? And yeah, no, let's do it. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so our last category is visual effects. Yeah. Um, love these. Um, I mean, I love all of this because it's technical stuff and I love it anyway. Um, so okay, visual effects once upon a time, um, actually used to be separated into multiple categories, so it was that's what I thought, right? Yes, yeah, so it was um, visual effects, and then there was a there was one that was called best engineering, um, oh, and wow. then huh. they changed it, they eventually, of course, changed it to special effects and, and visual effects, and then they fuse the two together. Um, in the same way that, you know, production design is both art direction and set decoration, right? Uh, right, and then, right. And of course, then we have, of course, the sound editing, sound mixing being sound. Uh, visual effects takes in both special effects and visual effects. Now, special effects are those things that you see and if you were to shoot it yourself, those are the things that you're seeing in front of you. So if it's fire, if it's smoke, um, if it's, of course, Christopher Nolan, and so he has to be as real as possible. So yeah. an explosion, or in the case of Oppenheimer, which is a movie coming out uh, by him, actually filming an atomic bomb. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> Wait, he really did? Yes, he really did. What? This man is nuts. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, okay. um yes so anything like that it also includes like 
you know, like the flick, the flicker of light you see when like a bullet sh like shoots off of something, right? right. It's that. So those are your special effects. Those are your like real life things that are happening. Um, right. Now, visual effects is where you start to get into your CGI. So this is where we see our superhero movies normally shine. We, you know, we, we see that, you know, um, being recognized and everything like that. But visual effects, of course, are those things that you're adding in after you shoot something right so this is where you get yeah. like the person who's dressed in green or something or it's against like a green screen or something or of course in the case of avatar your um motion capture where they have all like the little dots all over their bodies so that the so that you can then project this navi person like onto this person um right, right. so that those are your visual effects versus special effects and of course they put the two um, together. Um, so that, you know, that's how to understand both of those. Now, last year, of course, it was Dune because Dune won everything. Um, right. but <laughs> what we saw last year was, um, very interesting. And I was also very angry because I thought a film actually did a better job with this, uh, than Dune. Um, which again, Dune was incredible. Um, especially just look wise, amazing. Um, but Dune was also up against Free Guy which was completely random, I thought. Um, no Free time guy. to die. Wow. Yeah. Shang-Chi. It was like up against Shang-Chi and No Way Home. Yep. Yeah. What was the one you think got snubbed? <sighs> Shang I really wanted Shang-Chi to win. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I can see that. Shang-Chi oh, yeah. was just gorgeous. It, it, was, it was so, it was. so Absolutely. really done. Um, and, of course, Dune wins it out. I was, I was so rooting for Shang-Chi to get that one. Um, mm. But also cinematography. I was also rooting. Like, I wanted Shang-Chi to get nominated for cinematography of course it didn't um but yes so dune ended up winning out um and so who we have this year for visual effects again um some of these people you'll also um be familiar with because they were also mentioned during our sound category so for yeah. visual effects we have all quiet on the western front uh frank pencils uh victor muller uh marcus frank and camille jafar we have Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, Joe Loretti, or Letter, Lettery, Lettery, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm butchering it. I swear to goodness. Richard <laughs> Bainham, um, Eric Sandon. Sandon? Sandon, sure. Yeah, that's and, how I'd pronounce it. I don't know. Sounds good. Good. And Daniel Barrett. I really need to learn these names. Um, The Batman. So we have Dan Lemon, Russell Earl, Anders Langlands, and Dominic Toy. Um, and then we also have to the category Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Jeffrey Bowman, Craig Hammock, R. Christopher White, and Dan Sudik. And then Top Gun Maverick for the last nominee with Ryan Tudope, uh, Seth Hill, Brian Litson, and Scott R. Fisher. Um, so as far as visual effects, um, I am not surprised by Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever being in there. Um, or Avatar The Way of the Water. Um, if it yeah. was going to win anything, I would say this would definitely be Avatar um, for for me. Uh, I, I enjoyed Wakanda Forever. I think it's incredible. I think for that one, I was leaning more towards production design rather than visual effects. Yeah. Um, only just because Avatar clearly knocks everything out of the park, out of the water. Ah. Um, anyway, because I because it was sitting right there. Um, so, <laughs> so I had to, it's the corniest thing you'll hear me say today. Um, so yes, 
I don't know how y'all feel. Where are your thoughts as far as what you think or what you want to win, rather, for visual effects? Well, I just want to first call out, we have some very uh, senior experienced people here in some of these categories. So I was just looking, I wanted to call that out. Uh, mm -hmm. In Avatar, uh, Joe Lettery, he has 11 nominations and four wins. So wow. this guy has like uh, his own Good case Lord. of Oscars. Um, the Let's see, Eric Sandin has five nominations, three nominations, excuse me. Um and what actually I thought was the most interesting from this list, uh, Richard Bain, Bainham, Bainham, sure. uh, he was the person who was in charge of the animation creation of Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies, which wow. to me is, that is the first like CGI animated character that I ever yeah. felt was, yeah, well, you know, yeah. And yeah. I think all of the people from Avatar, and I think a number of them from Batman 2, possibly, yeah. uh, were all involved in the Lord of the Rings franchise. Um, yeah, that's from here, the of Weta, course, of course. Weta team. Um, yeah. yeah, and then with Batman, again, you have uh, Don Lemon. Um, he had five nom He's had five nominations, one win. Um, Russell Earls had five nominations. Uh, Dominic Tuohy's had four nominations and a win. And then in Wakanda Forever, uh, Dan Sudik has had 13 nominations, Oof. it looks like. so. <laughs> oh and he's done, God. if you look at his career, it's he's done a ton of the Marvel movies. And oh. as we said, this is kind of the area where Marvel, where yeah. they actually are like, okay, well, we'll recognize you right. here. So, exactly. Um, exactly. But I mean, out of, so again, recognizing some of those, these vets that are here that are <laughs> like, again, I should know these people more. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how you go against Avatar. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it just, again, yeah. vi like, visual effects. Yeah. There, it, it, right. The first one was revolutionary, and this is then, this and then some, because right. now they take us underwater, too. And it was, you know, it was everything that it, that it built to be. Right. Uh, it, you know, it, it's outstanding. I mean, I loved Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I'd love to see it win. I love Batman. That would be really cool. Right. But it's almost like I love Batman, but the but what I almost like about that more is that it doesn't feel as effect-laden as oh, Batman movies. Oh, for sure. You for know? sure. That is more... I think the Batman um, is more... Because I was also trying to think of, like, okay, which of these in the, in this category is more so special effects and visual effects and more visual effects and special effects. And for me, the Batman is for sure more special effects. Um, yeah. And I think for, again, for me, the less I notice that it's CGI, yeah. I think for me, yes. keeps me in the film. Um, if yes. I notice that the CGI is off, I'm like, and especially if it's a big studio, I'm talking to you, Marvel, um, is like, <laughs> Okay, y'all have the money. What happened? Like, and right, but right, I also right. think though that's also a combination too of like how they treat their crew. So that's another thing, um, right. especially uh -huh. given all the given all like the the production schedules and the tight the the tight production schedules because of course Marvel is pushing all of these out. That is also right. a huge factor. Um, but I also love when um, filmmakers 
you know, use more of those special effects. Because we're talking, oh, no, you actually, you know, as crazy as Christopher Nolan is. Um, I, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure you needed to, like, fire off an atomic bomb for your movie. But, um, Holy it's cow. just a movie. It's just a movie, man. It's just a movie. <laughs> but I do appreciate when people do um, special effects. One that sticks in my head is Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. There was the least bit that it, like, there's 99% of that film is special effects, which just blows my mind. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here, like, after watching it going, wait, okay, so then if that's mostly special effects, when was the CGI? And I think I know about where in that film there is, right? Because I was like, okay, clearly you had to have made that, like, that that had to be CGI. But you also, I'm also questioning. I'm like, wait maybe i don't know so but that is the testament i think for me um for a film that does visual effects well where you're not so heavily relying on visual effects right to tell your story and of course like right you know when you're doing a superhero film it's like okay like you you know there's this suspension of just like this like you have to at some point like rely on cgi but i think um, an interesting thing is like how they fuse the two together. Like Avatar is clearly right. more so visual effects, right? Yeah. And I think like a good mix of the two is. It's almost like an animated film at this point, like right. Yes, right. which was what they like. I think that's been an argument. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I mean, there there there's actors and stuff, but it's almost like rotoscope, like that old yes. school animation yes. where they're just animating over the exactly. actors, like right. Yeah, that's interesting. So, and then so, that's cool too, because like um, you know, Top Gun is here, and you almost feel like it. It doesn't really fit because you know Tom Cruise's whole edict is like, you know, I want in-camera stuff. So it's right. surprising to that's, see Top Gun here because it's, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's it's like seamless stuff like you're talking yeah. about with yeah. with Mad Max Fury Road, but yeah. you know, I don't really. I'm trying to think, you know, if if everything is so he's going for realistic, he got the actors in the cockpit yeah. doing the G's and blah blah blah. It's like I wonder <laughs> right. what. What were the visual effects mm-hmm. here? Like, so maybe that's yeah. a compliment to the movie, but I, it is. I don't know. No, it yeah. certainly it certainly is. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, and then like like nothing nothing against Avatar. I think, given what I had just said about like again doing stuff in camera, which is n- not something that I thought I would be in. A, I would I didn't think I would be in agreement with anything that Tom Cruise had to say. Um, but, um, but like, that's what I know I'm what you mean. But at the same time, um, what Avatar does, especially with its performance capture, is like it is unmatched. Um, I, I think, and and of course, like, there's been others, right? There's been another example. We, we saw that with the Planet of the Apes, we saw that with like you know, all these other films and stuff. But I'm like, Avatar just takes it to a completely right. ridiculous right. level. Um, if so you, if like, you look at Avatar, um, you know, you go to IMDb and you look at, you know, it has like the little in parentheses number of yeah. people in that role. Visual effects for Avatar Way of Water is 953 people. Like, that's Holy almost a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's, a, it's a small city of people I, working for James Cameron to make this happen. I went with a friend. I went with a friend to watch Avatar and... We sat there because we were like, okay, I need to know how long these credits are going to be. And it felt like I was watching a Lord of the Rings 
like credit scene, <laughs> like at right, the end, right, right. Be like, yeah. oh yeah, here are the thousands of people who have like worked on our film, and we right. were just like, and it's still going, and it's still <laughs> go, and it's still going. Okay, like I'm like, great, kudos to all of those people. He employed yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people right. had jobs. I'm so happy about it. Um, but oh my god. <laughs> Because there's, yeah, the, the reason why he spent a, Years. a decade, yeah, like a decade, like, yeah, working on this, right? Yeah, because mm, right. um, I was like, I was like, the last move, the last Avatar I saw, it, you know, was it while I was in college, right? And it's been, it's been quite a few years wow. since, since that, yeah. And I went to the theater, and I am only slightly ashamed to say that I went to see it like three or four times the theaters because I was obsessed. <laughs> um it's cool. Um and so but yeah, no. So I don't know how any other film gets right. It feels it's, yeah. It's, it's like ah yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's fun funny you mentioned Lord of the Rings because uh James Cameron kind of I don't want to say stole, borrowed, maybe just um, started paying more of the Weta Workshop, who did all the uh, stuff for Lord of the Rings, with kind of Peter Jackson's uh, visual effects company. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he was really impressed with Lord of the Rings. So he he took a lot of those people mm -hmm. uh, and put them under his his financial <laughs> umbrella. He's yep. come a yep. long way from Aliens. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, which I mean has its own. I mean, it's 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 great. I I definitely enjoy alien and aliens right um oh although actually so aliens because that's just james cameron anyway the aliens yeah. and, and, and aliens yeah and aliens when you're talking about visual effects like that's yeah. all stan stan winston the mm -hmm. who i think is like the og of mm -hmm. visual effects, and that's when right? they couldn't they didn't have a lot of the the, the these effects right. we're talking about now that's more in camera men in suits awesomeness yes right. no i i really do appreciate that it was also like what was it um Underworld also does that a little bit. Like ah, with yeah, yeah. Animal Trader. Yeah, so which I I appreciate all that stuff. And now that, you know, more people are being like, well, we can just do, you know, we can add that later. I'm like, no, do it now. I know. Let's do it now. Yeah. <laughs> right with you. Yeah. So, I don't know. And as far as snubs, <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, other no. than what I have already said throughout this entire podcast. Yep. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Visual effects. Okay. Again, that's the one. That's that one scene where they're doing the run. I described yeah. it in the podcast, yeah. but I will remind our listeners that there is this one scene again now available on Peacock. You can go watch it. Um, oh, who's doing the run? Yeah, I, so I still want to go and watch that after we're done. Oh, except it's like know. midnight. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm just not going to go to sleep. When you're awake, you're awake, I can go back and watch. But again, so there's this whole scene where you see OJ riding the horse and coming down behind him is the alien. And I'm just like, yes. oh, how do great. you watch that and not go, yeah, clearly this needs visual effects. And yeah. I'm just like, and again, there's the shot where he is looking like outside of the um he's well oj is like in his his truck and he's looking outside and he's looking up this is at nighttime he looks up and he sees the alien then there's that whole shot which i have not mentioned yet there's a whole <laughs> shot where the alien is over their house and it is right, right yes. down, down like yeah. all of the what is it is it that the blood from like the people it's it's eaten and stuff like it's 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 intense 
right that right race, right right holy crap that had me on the edge of my seat i was yeah. like oh my god this alien is messing with them again <laughs> speaks to visual effects we're talking specifically visual effects here um right how do you not how do you watch that and not go yeah this this right, we need to right. nominate this for an oscar mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's another that's another snub i am rooting i am rooting for um i mean i didn't think i would be rooting it for it for anything but avatar clearly clearly did clearly did the thing um oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh yes because i'm gonna say that as many times as possible i love that um so but yes avatar i'm rooting for but honestly if they could have given it if they would have nominated nope i would be saying nope um, I, I don't know if it could compete with Avatar, um, but certainly it would have appreciated a nomination for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Jay, I have two movies that I have not seen, but I'm wondering, I'm hoping, I know at least one of them you have. I'm okay. hoping you've seen both, whether you think they're snub worthy mm-hmm. and they are, this is in our wheelhouse of horror. Um, first movie we talked about previously, Crimes of the Future. That I just think of Cronenberg and all that, like, does it have, it seems like the type of movie that could have some really notable, gruesome special effects? Yeah, I, I that's a good question. And that's maybe where I, I kind of don't know where, um, you know, makeup, that makeup category versus. Ah, uh, right. Like, what does so, it fit? It, which exactly. It where's in? the line? I'm sure there absolutely is visual, uh, you know, special effects going on. But, but most of it looks like in-camera, cool, you know, makeup and, mm. you know, awesome okay. prosthetics and stuff. <laughs> well, the other one I have for you is a movie I know are, well, both our other buddies on Punches and Popcorn, Matt Knotts and Dr. Dom, we're big fans of, is Phil Tippett's Mad God. Oh, yeah. But now isn't that just... wouldn't more, more um, uh, animation style? I don't know. But, well, I know that. Stop tip, motion. Yeah, but I, that's Tippett's thing. And I mean, he's gotten, he's won two Oscars and been nominated for a bunch. So I don't know. I, I just wondered. That's, those are two movies that I <laughs> thought of immediately that I've heard of, like, have really good visual effects in it. Mm-hmm. That Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I don't kind of know the fine line of like, What's animation and what's blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. But if, if right, we're right, nominating right. Avatar here, uh, then right. I could see that you know Mad God being here and th- it should deservedly so because it's it's a crazy movie. I have got to see that soon. It looks absolutely wild. I think it's still on Shutter. Okay, I'm. Oh, though we talked about it because I was like, oh, what about like everything everywhere all at once with like. But I think of like the hot dog mm. fingers. But is that makeup or costume? I, would um, I wasn't even thinking of that. There's that. So <clears throat> it's the sequence where like they're on the stairs and there's that oh, giant yeah. like black. What is it? Like a little black yeah. hole or whatever happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The bagel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I know it's not a black hole, Jackie. What? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a black hole. Yeah. But, 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 yes, it's a black hole. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's <laughs> the bagel and. So there's that sequence. There is when they're in that really white room, and then you see mm-hmm. this bagel circling, and then and at some point too, when she does like I don't know, if she does like a thing with her hands. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but then like so Michelle Yeoh's character then like looks through and like it's on the other side. It's inside the bagel and everything. 
So mm -hmm. things like that, I think are really, really cool. Um, that's also, that's, that's very much visual effects. I'm trying to yeah. think of special effects too, um, in that movie. And I mean, I know it's gotta be there. It's like, I think it's in one of the, the, the multiverses is like any matter of like, there's, well, there's smoke happening. Like there's, there's smoke at some point um where um stephanie shoes character is like confronting her mother for the first time or something oh yeah, um, yeah. There's, that, there's that that's happening um mm -hmm. there's yeah there, there's so of course there's so much <laughs> that's know, happening yeah. right. So right. that is easily also a, a snub uh, but again i'm like comparing that to like avatar and i'm like right it's right it's hard it's, it's hard <laughs> it's really it's difficult yeah. yeah, the the other one I would have really loved to have seen a nomination here for is one I've talked about a number of times before is Prey. Um, oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. would have been a really I, I, again yeah. I can't believe it got nothing, but like here's an I area can. that would have been. I cool. can believe. Well, yeah, yeah I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. I can, but uh, like this would have been a really cool category for oh, uh, yeah. to get a nomination mm -hmm. for the. It, but it's tough that I feel like. It's Predator, so all the things they do, we just take, like, oh, all the invisibility and all that. Well, that's... We know that's what they do, but right. but they still did it and did it well. Mm. Yeah. Eh, you know. Go see Prey if you haven't. It's good. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Reason, yeah, yes. For some reason, they didn't feel it needed to be in theaters. <sighs> so stupid! But that's a whole other conversation. That is, that is, we'll, that, we'll is that is. Wow. Oh. All right. Uh, all right. Podcast. <laughs> right. We'll uh, call it pray, praise for prey or something. We'll, we'll I'm remember. so done. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jackie Jay and I were talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I I mentioned before that I'd read the that Danny Trejo autobiography that I absolutely mm -hmm. love. Yeah. And I was looking at like different movies of his, and I was like, oh man, it would be great. I now want to do a Trejo cast. And are like, oh, and then I'd said, well, we need to keep a list of all the different casts that with the Denzel cast, Trail cast, uh, Snub cast, like all this stuff. And then Jay thought our actual, our next podcast should be where we just go through that. Oh, that yeah. list of podcasts. Uh, and, podcast yeah. about what podcast should be next. All right, everyone, let's talk Machete. No. Um, oh. And then Machete Kills. Yes. <laughs> we're, we are going to cover that someday on Punches and Popcorn. Um, yes, yes. I mean, if, if you also, because there, there are really cool fighting sequences in The Woman King, and that's why I started. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, we that. should cover that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Right. But someone else is going to have to look up the fight, because I have no idea. That's what we cool. count on Dom for. Dom there looks up go. the science and the martial arts. <laughs> right. Yes. So we'll make Dom do that work. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, Denzel cast. Listen, I'm here. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm so also. Much. I am very here for a Samuel Jackson podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, we that would take decades. <laughs> but a worthy. A worthy. You gotta, uh, a worthy, you gotta yeah. throw all the mfers in there, though. Like, of right, course. Of course. Every last one. <laughs> the MF and Danny Tra or, Dan or uh, Samuel Jackson podcast. Oh uh, all right, friends. Do you That's think great. we we have hit we have covered these? Yes. I think so mm -hmm. we are yeah. good. All right. So we've uh, Jackie. Thank you so much for explaining 
all yeah. those in such clear and easy to understand ways yes. helping highlight these. I learned a lot. Hopefully mm -hmm. people that listen that are maybe felt a little out of the know, like me also learned a lot. Well, and, and uh, hopefully, and hopefully you take that into the next film that you watch, you know, and those moving forward, just recognizing that there is so, so very much um, that goes into it. But like, not only just knowing that, but also, again, the specifics, you know, more, yes. a little bit more in depth of like, what it exactly takes, you know, under mm -hmm. each of these categories. Um, when you're right. Movie, so yeah, and there's some great movies out right now to uh, to evaluate in that way, like Creed three. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, so that ready. one's going to be great. Um, I mean, we have scream coming out. So that'll be interesting. There's this movie 65. We've got Adam driver and dinosaurs. Yeah, what? Um, we have another Marvel <laughs> movie out there that I still need to see quantum mania. And of mm -hmm. course the one that I just hope sweeps all the technicals next year, cocaine bear. No. I right. want to see it a second time and evaluate <laughs> all the special effects and the sound and no. the editing. And the... <laughs> Unreal. Uh. No, I'm, I'm hoping, listen, what I'm anticipating um, <laughs> is, of course, what all of us are anticipating, which is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Let's oh, flip yes. and go. Let's yeah. Like, yeah. When is that? Later in the June, year? June, I think. Oh, yeah. June. Nice. Yeah. Yes. We got a bit. It's going to be a big summer for this because we're all special effects. I mean, every summer is big for special effects and visual effects, but mm -hmm. we've got Mission Impossible movie coming out. We've got Ooh. John Wick 4. Yes, like, that's this month. Yeah, there's a lot of. Oh, that's this month. Wow. Yes. There's a lot of big hitters. We've got a Ninja Turtles movie coming out that looks uh -huh. really cool. Mm -hmm. all kinds of fun stuff all right but we could the, right. that's another podcast is the coming soon <laughs> podcast but for Stay this tuned. podcast we're gonna call this a close for now uh we have one more to go um out of nominees unfortunately it looks like we're gonna miss a few categories that we're gonna blame that on the studios but we'll talk about mm -hmm. that another time but we don't we are definitely not skipping the best pictures so i'm really excited to go into these is it 10 nominees this year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I know it's up to 10. I couldn't remember a count. But yeah, we have some really good movies and some some movies to <laughs> They definitely have a beginning, movies. middle, and an end. There. Yeah. Yes. Or they they exist. Yes. This is true. So, we'll be back again soon, friends. Uh, I'm Mike with me again, Jackie McGriff, Jason Bills. Thank you for joining us and we'll be back with you shortly for uh, best picture. So have a good night, everybody.